Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. Welcome to the 34th episode of Europe is us, a podcast made by youth for youth. This is the second season of our podcast and I hope that you're still enjoying our company. Today's topic, young Europeans and drugs. Today's guest, Marco Verdenik, who's working at Drogart, a social enterprise from Slovenia, trying to limit the use of drugs in the country. Marco, could you please tell us more about yourself and your work at Drogart? Uh, hi everyone, um, I'm Marco and I work in Drogart, it's like an association uh, doing harm reduction uh, with uh, young drug users. Um, I work in this organization for eight years. Um, this organization is uh, based in Ljubljana, but we also have like uh, another office in second larger city in Maribor and our main activity is field work so this means like working on parties and festivals and trying to inform uh yeah youth about uh, safer drug use um but yeah we also offer many other um, activities as well i would have to ask you the following question at some point but it just keeps popping up in my mind all the time so why not at the very start is the use of drugs based on your experience rising or decreasing in slovenia uh based on we don't do like monitoring like in this um wide uh, spread but uh, according to the data of like national public institute of health i think the numbers are mostly stable uh during past years what is the difference maybe that the drug use came from more subculture of electronic dance music events like in 90s and early 2000s that now they spread uh, among like the main populations so the drugs are maybe more used also in other settings not just like parties and festivals but maybe just during the weekends at homes i don't know on barbecues and so this is what is the difference but i think the numbers should be pretty much the same Drugs really go beyond cities in Slovenia nowadays. I have to agree with you here, Marco, because I've seen drugs being used even in my home village where I come from in southeastern Slovenia where youth never took drugs. Yeah, yeah exactly what I was talking before. We also noticed that, yeah, on some parties that before was present only alcohol, um, now we can see cocaine, um, maybe some amphetamines, um, but still, yeah, not like everybody, but yeah, it was not uh, part of this in the past. And now, yeah, I think it's more also maybe easier to get them and people are not maybe as scared as they were like in 90s when people have this experience of maybe heroin uh, epidemic or the, like more people in the 90s were like hard drug users and maybe people were more Having like a fear toward drugs, I think this may be lo loosen up a bit. We're traveling to Belgium very quickly. Our colleagues from RTBF, a public service broadcaster from Belgium, talked to a 23-year-old student who describes her desires, but also her fears regarding drugs at a Belgian music festival. C'est très très occasionnel, donc c'est vraiment à des, euh, des, en, dans des cadres de festivals comme ça. 
Et je sais pas, la première fois que j'en ai pris, c'était il y a deux ans. It's very casual. So it's really in the context of festivals and parties. The first time I used drugs was two years ago. And since then, I have taken drugs six times. I try to keep it occasional. Honestly, I want to take more because it's great, but I want to be careful. I don't want to enjoy the party just because I do drugs. I want to keep the pleasure of music and drug-free evenings. And I don't want to get used to taking a pill or ecstasy or whatever every party I do. I'm also afraid of addiction. Le truc de s'habituer, de se dire ok à chaque soirée que je fais, maintenant je prends un tas, je prends l'extase ou je prends autre chose et ouais une certaine addiction. So Marco, you've been working on the field for a long time now. You've met a lot of people. Are there any stories, experiences that are stuck in your head? I mean, there were many stories. Uh, I mean, every at the end, everything is more more fun because if they are okay. But yeah, we have some difficult ones. Uh, just recently, we were working on a psytrance festival. And yeah, it was pretty hard because people took a lot of psychedelics uh, and the festival is lasting for a week. They came from other festivals. So we had a lot of like psychosis and people who are not, uh, I mean, it's hard to deal with them and it's not just like two hours and then they feel better, but it was maybe for a few days. Also have to contact like um, psychiatric institutions and stuff. So it was quite heavy for our volunteers team. Um because yeah it's lasting for a long time and it's not just that somebody needs rest and some uh, water or something and then you'll be fine but you, you really don't know what uh, what can go wrong um but mm, the funniest one are usually when people are just maybe too high on some stimulants and they are i don't know just cute and you know usually the effects of mdma that people like <clears throat> Uh, induce the connection to other people and love and stuff so they can be pretty lovely but uh, still uh, <laughs> it's can be also scary for some people but yeah also nice things happen i mean nice things uh, interventions cannot be that hard but uh, more fun in a fun way but still we are taking good care of them So yeah, we're always going to have drug users we can't totally limit the use of drugs but we can help people make them use safely. What is Drogart doing regarding that? Yeah, our main idea is that uh, it's impossible to get rid of all drugs from this world. So there will be always some people who are using drugs and this is their decision. They can do with their bodies what they want um, as long as they don't hurt anybody else. Um, but with taking drugs, there are always a risk. There is like... Uh, And we are trying to address those risks and uh, we try to inform people like about the effects of drugs, the amounts that they have to take if they decided to take, um, what can happen, what can go wrong, and how to react if something goes wrong and how to help, I don't know, friends, other people. Um, so they have enough knowledge that we reduce the risk of taking drugs. Uh, because, yeah, they will be here and we cannot just close our eyes and say, let's hope that everything will be fine. Thanks for now, Marco. Let's travel a bit more to Bulgaria this time. 17 years old Diana already has extensive experience with drugs. And let's hear her take on why is Bulgarian youth choosing drugs. Uh, 
водещото в момента са депресивните състояния и скуката. The leading things right now are depressiveness and boredom because it's very fashionable to be sick with some type of mental disorder, whether it's depression, whether it's a new behavior disorder, it is all the same. If you're not sad, you won't be accepted and you'll feel rejected by society. Ако не си тъжен, ти няма да бъдеш прият от тях и ще се чувстваш отхвърлен едва ли не. Before we get back to Slovenia and Marco, let's jump to Brussels quickly and see what the EU is doing regarding this field. In one year time, on the 2nd of July 2024, a new European Union drugs agency will start operating with the mandate to support the EU and its member states in addressing emerging issues in the field of drug use by supporting monitoring, preparedness and competence development for better interventions. You guys at Drogart are already doing all of this. What does your work actually look like? Um, we have two different types of uh, working uh, in the parties. One is just with InfoStand. This is usually on smaller parties uh, in Ljubljana or in the capitals. We try to go every weekend. Uh, like, And we uh, also um, have a lot of volunteers who are doing this. Uh, so they go on a party for first two, three hours when you can still talk uh, with people who are not uh, completely wasted. Um, and we offer materials from, I don't know, condoms, earplugs, um, magnesium. Um, also, we have leaflets about the drugs info. And they try to communicate with uh, visitors. And they are sharing different experiences about drugs, maybe some hard times, good times. And this is how we try to engage them with the peer work. So our volunteers are like the same age as people are who are coming to the party, so they can uh, connect better. Um, and the second activity is on the bigger festivals, on the festivals or on the bigger parties. Uh, beside this info stand, we also offer like first aid. Um, this means that uh, part of the team would walk around and if we find somebody who is uh, feeling bad or uh, is feeling sick, uh, we try to help him like that. Uh, we take care of him like if somebody takes too much uh, ecstasy like MDMA and he's feeling uh, sick or bad. We take him to a nice place. Usually we also put like this uh, special place for interventions and uh, we follow him. And if he's better than he come back that, you know, we try to make safe place on uh, parties and festivals. And yeah, that's it. Also, like if somebody having difficult psychedelic experience, we also try to go um, to do trip sitting and stuff like this. Marco, we'd be very thankful if you could share some advice with us on how to help someone who is obviously overdosed. I know that it depends on the drugs being used, but are there any steps that we can follow in every case? Ah, so how to approach? Um, yeah, it depends again what is the situation because I think none of the intervention was the same in the last eight years. Uh, but first, uh, you have to guarantee your own safety. So if somebody is like uh, acting dangerously or like um, if he's violent or something, this I wouldn't like just approach him, but I would ask for like uh, security guys or calling the ambulance or something like this because under influence of drugs, people can be unpredictable. So this is also a very important part that first you have to take care of your own safety. But then if you see that somebody just, I don't know, feeling bad or he's sad or overwhelmed, uh, you try to approach him in a peaceful way and ask him what's happening, uh, what he took. It's also important that usually you have to remove him from the 
um, area where I have a lot of um, like if there is a loud music or like uh, big lights or so that you go to somewhere where it's more like peaceful. So you reduce the stress of uh, outside um, outside uh, signals. Um, and then it's important to stay with him and tell, talk with him or her and uh, to tell him that probably this is because of the drugs. So don't worry, it will just need time. Uh, that he don't think or she don't think that this is something permanently uh, which can induce the, I don't know, fear or like anxiety or whatever. And that you uh, take care of his safe space so that some, if he needs something. Uh, so yeah, it's not really the some tricks that you can do. I mean, it's like very basic, nice human nature. And I think you can do a lot. But yeah, if you think that it's something too much for you or that um, you see that he's like unresponsible or unresponsive uh, or that he's violent or something, yeah, it's better to call like uh, the official help like, from the doctors or security guys or police or whatever. So uh, don't try to save everyone because sometimes it's just better to protect yourself. Thanks a lot, Marco. And why did you decide to work in this field? Um, I started also as a volunteer uh, when I was studying um, and I was partying a lot so I knew the scene uh, and I was familiar with drugs and uh, yeah I then just said okay let's try to volunteer here and uh, I really loved it and just one thing follow another and at the end they offer me a job and now I'm here for <laughs> for eight years. And yeah, it was always a lot of different things that pushed me uh, further, um, doing different stuff from coordinating volunteers to now doing drug checking, coordinating drug checking service. Uh, so it's always a very interesting field to work for me, at least. Let's get to know you personally. There are three more personal questions I'm going to ask you each one of my guests gets these. They tend to be the hardest. What's your favorite memory? My favorite memory from my childhood. I don't know. I will just tell the first one that I remember, but probably going going to to Croatia, where is my grandma, uh, and spending summers there with uh, her a great, amazing cooking. So this is what <laughs> what I remember. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear. Uh, my biggest fear is uh, to get old. <laughs> and what's your biggest wish? My biggest wish, um, I don't know, to be happy and to have fun, like I did so far. And <laughs> this will last a long time. Marco, thank you very much for your time and thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because. Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsava, Ljubljana.